Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. We spoke to you a while ago about the entertainment industry, the kind of forgotten industry and all this, and we've spoken to you on a couple of occasions now about it at this stage, to band members and DJs and uh, entertainment, or people, just even the, the, the big players, I suppose, the likes of the Ed Sheerans and the Westlifes, or the, well, they don't really come tour very much these days, do they? Last year they did. Uh, Take That and all those big ones. You know, and I mean, heart goes out to them. You know, their bank balance is dwindling from, you know, two or three billion down to a couple of million now at this stage, probably because they haven't toured in so long. Um, but in saying that, it's unlikely they'll be touring in the future again. Uh, but we did obviously get a bit of good news from the Wedding Band Association. The good news is that weddings are back. But there still seems to be a lack of clarity around it. And to give you more information on it is Cahill Malloy from the Wedding Band Association. Uh, Cahill, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Cahill? Hey, Niall. Thanks for having us on again. You're welcome. Now, Cal, there's a little bit of unsurety around this because I was led to believe that you can have your wedding, but you can't have people dancing and singing and bands and DJs. Well, that's why I'm on here today to give you a little bit of clarity on where we're at. Um, First of all, Niall, the trend, if I can just get that out there, people are now actually moving their postponed dates back into this August. Okay. September. Okay. There's a huge trend. So people are getting confidence and they're moving back. So people who originally booked in maybe for July moved it forward to next February. Now they're moving yep. it back again to October or September or August. Yeah. Exactly that. Especially August. We're seeing bands now in the association picking up new dates or the original booking moving back. Um, so the venues are playing a big part in this. We're very lucky that the government haven't issued any statement to say that you can't have live music. So we're, we're kind of, we're very lucky that way. In relation to dancing, Luke and Neil was on the radio the other day, okay, and the, we asked Luke the question through a text, can people dance, can people dance? And he said, of course people can dance once they keep social distancing. And our argument is... How can, you, da- how cases, can, you, how can you dance social distancing? In most cases, Niall, right? I'm in a band that perform at over 100 weddings a year, right? People actually do, by default, keep distance. No, I've been at weddings. I hate. I actually hate weddings, right? And Uncle okay, Johnny yeah. is there, you know, with the tie around his head at 11 o'clock at night, pissed, with his belly hanging out, his shirt oh. open. And Auntie Mary is gyrating between his yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, of I mean, course, yeah. Of course, of course, you're going to get that. You're going to get that. But dancing is manageable. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is, I already know four bands that have performed at weddings and it was, there was no different to any other wedding. Yes, people did keep the distance on the dance floor, but they still had a good time. Now, don't now, don't get me wrong, by the way, Cal. I'm on your side here, by the way. You yeah, know. Of course, of yeah. course. But that's the trend. People are moving back. Dancing can't happen. And what, what we're doing is our message today, we're releasing a document, uh, mainly to the venues and mainly to wedding couples, just to instill a bit of confidence. The reality is you can have a wedding after the 20th of July with 100 people. That's yeah. the reality. You can have your band, you can have your DJ, you can have all your entertainment during the day. Now, so what, well, now there's a bit, see, the, here's the clarity. Right? I, I got a lean to, to call, uh, I'm not going to say which hotel it was, but it was one of the major hotels that has a lot of weddings, well-known hotel. And they didn't seem to be able to give her the answer to the question. They put her on to a couple of people and in the end they said, we'll have to email you. Now, we're still waiting for the bloody email. I don't know yeah, why it's okay. a big deal. And that, we yeah. asked them a simple question. If I book a wedding, can I have a band or a DJ and can people dance? And they don't seem to be able to answer the question. They couldn't answer it straight out to her. They had to go off and find out and send somebody else back. And she spoke to two or three people. And we're still waiting for an answer. And this is a major Dublin hotel that would have a lot of weddings. 
Well, we've reached out to all the hotels. As you know, I'm involved in WeddingSuppliers.ie as well, right? But the reality is we've reached out to hotels. What, what the Wedding Band Association are doing today, we're releasing a document to, to the venues. Every venue in Ireland is going to get this document. We now have each one member of each band, they're going to sign up to do a COVID officer training course, right? Which we feel this is important. Okay, so we'll have a little cert to say we've done this course. And will you have a screen or something in front of you? No, what we're going to suggest is to the venues is to kind of bring in our measures as a kind of a health check. We're going to put little ropes maybe in front of us, maybe a bit of tape. But the key thing to this is, and we've been putting this to all the members, is we'll announce at the start of the first dance or whatever way we go. Look, guys, we're all here. We can What's still the first dance? dance? Rod Stewart, have I told you lately that I love you? Can we get <laughs> the bride on. and the bride's father, please? Well, Ed Sheeran will live off the royalties anyway. He won't have to gig again, you know. But, uh, yeah. What, it, what <laughs> is... By the way, what's, sorry to take you off the topic now. What oh, is the course. first... Is it the bride or the bride's father? Is that the tradition? Tradition. Hey, look, it, it, it's very... Or the bride and I groom, mean, sorry. Bride, yeah, bride and groom are the, are the couple, right? They'll right. have their first dance and then we lash into them. And, and then where does the father... Where does the bride's father come into it? Does he not it's have only, to dance with somebody? Yeah, sometimes the, the couple will ask, look, can I have a dance with my dad? And we'll say every band has a different strategy on that like you can have it after the first dance or you can have it after the break so it really all depends I mean there's no structure to it but there's definitely a structure in the sense that there's always a first dance right. in most and, and what's yeah. the most popular song Rod Stewart have I told you lately that I love you yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I tell you you can hear you get some crazy requests now being honest with you but <laughs> it's nice to hear the different ones as well do you, do you ever get people coming up to you like uh, that have booked you right and the, I'm, I'm assuming because being uh, many many years ago I used to do weddings as a DJ and they, you know, the bride would give you a list of songs and you'd be going, you're having it. Oh, I am not playing Slipknot in the middle of a, of a, of a wedding. Like, There's nothing uh, more frustrating that when, especially for a DJ, because that hour of the night, this guy comes up or a lady comes up and say, listen, put this on, you're still the floor, but the floor's full already. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Are you going to, over the famous lines, I don't know whether you got them as a band member, but certainly as a DJ, have you got out in decent? <laughs> I know, I know, it's unbelievable. Sing a but song look, we all know for feck's sake. <laughs> look, the measures we feel that it's very important to connect with the venues and connect with the couples. Of course, we have our government issues with the VAT and the PUP. That's that's one-sided. But what we're and how are you getting today, on with that? You want the VAT reduced to the what? VAT, to the VAT 10%? Looks promising. Yeah, it looks promising. Um, you know, there's a, Epic are pushing really hard on that as well. And it looks promising and that'll be welcomed. The PUP, not every musician, remember, is full-time. Most, a lot of them are, so it's important that that PUP is extended. But the measurements that we want to put in place is, i.e., band arrives, they do their own fever check, they wear masks on arrival, we put up a little rope barrier, we announce before we start, here's the measures, try and keep your distance. You know, volume is another one, this came up, and we're going to suggest this to venues as well. If we keep the volume back a little bit, people can talk. It's all these, if we... If we uh, if, if you we, turn the volume down, there's no atmosphere. No, obviously not turn yeah. it right down, but it's, it's something that we're going to put into our document. And contact tracing at a wedding is a no-brainer, right? So weddings are going to happen from the 20th of July. We're putting out a strong message You today. don't need we're contact tracing at a wedding. Should the bride and groom <laughs> know who everyone at the wedding is? No, you have it. Exactly they have that, a list. Exactly that. Exactly, and that's what we're saying. So weddings are back on the 20th of July. We're instilling confidence in the venues that bands will arrive to the venue and we're going to work with the venue. That's, that's our message, yeah. our very strong message. And doing all these courses, just to kind of say, look, we're, we're part of this new norm. We know we can make it work and we know your wedding can work. And the reason I can say that today is I know three bands that have performed at weddings already and there was no difference. Okay, a bit of mess, maybe a bit of messing on the dance floor, but in most cases, people were able to adhere to the distancing on the dance floor. 
And okay. Luke O'Neill had said, once you keep your distance on a dance floor, you can dance your heart away. Yeah. So that's the reality. And Luke O'Neill knows best, of course, because he's an expert <laughs> on weddings. Uh, okay. So, I'm sorry I'm being yeah. a bit dismissive of Luke O'Neill and, and Sam McConkie and the rest of them. I get a bit tired yeah. of them it's now at this stage. You know, They're like superstars on radio at this stage. Okay. But in, in relation to the, the possibility of Look, they're talking about second and third and fourth and fifth waves. I mean, of course. If there's another, I mean, if somebody's saying, "Okay, I've moved my wedding forward now to February, I'm now going to move it back uh, to October or August," and what happens if there's another lockdown? Sure, that's the end. And doomed. The, what, what we're presenting today, obviously, is based on not having a second wave. Yeah. If we have a second does that, wave, does that worry you? Does that worry the association? I'm sure it does. A lot of people, a lot of people are worried. Like not just the association, but independent musicians in bars and pubs and everything. We're all, we're all a little bit worried, and we are kind of the, the forgotten kind of part of the industry. Industry, you know, and 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 it's a strong message from us for for all musicians. But you know, if there's a second wave, there's a second wave. And, mm-hmm. and then people are just going to have to find their day to probably go from a plan B to a plan C or move it around. But as far as we're concerned, looking at the numbers and what people in the association are telling us, they're getting new bookings for September, they're getting new bookings for August. So weddings, in our view, after the 20th of July, are going to happen and go and ahead. When, and, when, and by the way, when um, you would know better than I, when can I have a wedding with 140 people? That's the next question. Personally, we think the association would say the number rule is a bit dumb, right? Uh, if, if that's been too harsh. They really should have done on a capacity. The Lyrat Hotel, for example... Um, Usual hotel, it, by the way. It's, yeah, huge hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, we have the, put, the, the, um, the IMRO Awards, the radio awards are there every year in the Lyrat. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so you could put 400 people in that room. Massive but why room, would yeah. it not be done on a capacity? If someone had a wedding for 200 people in that, this should not be forced to cancel. No. no I, 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 it's a massive room. Sure, at the IMRO Awards, we'd have 600, yeah. 700 people at it. Exactly yeah, that. that for dinner, so, you know, so, yeah. It's a big Yeah, so the capacity thing would be... But I suppose the general rule of the thumb is if you can put 100 people in your venue that can social distance, then you can have 100 people. The other thing about the 100 number, Niall, which is interesting, we spoke to a venue about this. After, if there's 100 people seated, well, then that doesn't include the band and the staff, right? So this, the 100 includes the staff, the band, the DJ, the photographer. Oh, that was oh, so right. So if you, yeah. if you have a wedding... So you have to take into consideration there's five people in the band, uh, there's six barmen and manager, and then there's three waitresses and or waiters. So you have to take all that into consideration in your hundred. Yes. Ah. yes. Well, so so realistically, you'll only invite 70, so. Well, yeah, but here's our argument, right? In, 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 there's a really solid trend before COVID-19 that a lot of people, maybe about 15% of people, would leave the wedding after the meal. So you could open an argument with government that you know, well, if these 15% of the 100 do leave to go home, okay, which some of them will, um, then that leaves another room of 25 people for the band and, and some of the staff go home as well, remember. But that's a different argument. We well, surely, I mean, like, like shops and everything else, the numbers should be based on the square footage of the room. Yeah, but they're not, unfortunately. They should, but, that's, we'll be that too. but then again, see, we're talking about logic here, Carl. And logic seems you to completely get out the window. If, if you or I were in, in Dal Air and we'd have this Ah, we'd have it sorted in no time. By the way, somebody mentioned slow sets. So will you still have a slow set? So Because random people ask each other to dance. Yes. You, you, see, can't, you can't slow dance in a so, with social distancing. In most cases, people don't meet people at weddings. It, it wouldn't be like Tinder or something like that. In most cases, if you're going to slow dance with someone you know them. Right? Yeah, but you're not going to be dancing with your cousin. It's a bit weird, <laughs> so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that would be strange. You know, <laughs> stranger things have happened at weddings. Absolutely. Yes, and yeah. we, won't, we won't disclose them. But look, what we're doing is basically instilling confidence from the measures that we can work to now. Okay? Yeah. 20th of July... 
100 people at your wedding, don't be afraid that your wedding is going to be crap. It's not, because bands are out there doing weddings now, and every wedding that they've played at has been successful. Okay? Now, look. Okay, Joe, remind me before you go, the name of your band, the Pink Flamingo, was it? No, Pink Champagne. What was it? Pink Flamingo. We go with that one. Pink (laughs) Pink Flamingo, was it? Pink Pink Champagne. That was it. I knew it was something like that. (laughs) Sorry, Carl. I know. I was trying to remember from the last time you were on. Okay, so Pink Champagne. And it's the Wedding Magnet Association. And if people are looking for a good band, uh, obviously, pick one. Well, it's a good idea. There's loads of bands out there. But from the association, obviously, you guys work. It's a great platform, Noel. And and, look, we all adhere to certain rules. And and look, we're pushing forward this. Any bands out there, you, you can visit the platform and it's great for couples but that's our message today instill confidence in couples and venues and that's what we're going to do alright listen Carl thank you very much indeed Carl Malloy a band member from Pink Champagne if you want to book them for your wedding and also he would suggest as well that you go to the Wedding Band Association because they have a set of, set of guidelines they've implemented in relation to performing at your wedding so go ahead with the wedding uh, also by the way, there's loads of other bands by the way who are not the association I don't want to be unfair to them as well let me go to Daniel Smith from Grogan's Castle House uh, good afternoon to you Daniel Hi, Niall. How's it going? Uh, now, you guys were all over the news because, of course, you're basically saying there's no point in your opening. Uh, you're going to have to postpone your opening because there's absolutely no clarity for wet pubs, which are supposed to open in the next phase um, next Monday. So what uh, what clarity were you looking for? Well, we're just kind of looking for guidelines. Like, we were told weeks ago that there'd be guidelines published after the ones for pubs, for gastro pubs were served or were published. We were told the wet-only pubs would get guidelines. And obviously... There's going to be similarities between the guidelines that are currently there for the gastro pubs and the wet only pubs. Yeah. But there's a lot in it that will need to be tweaked, such as like the 105 minutes limit is going to sit geared toward restaurants. More yeah, because so you're that. sitting down, and by the time you order your food, get your food, eat your food, have yeah. a pint, that's about 105 minutes anyway. So we, it's easy for a waiter or waitress to watch that and monitor that. Much more difficult in a pub setting. Who's going to be the one to turn around to Mick in the corner and say, Mick, you've been here 106 minutes, get out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that, really, are you? Well, it, it'll prove difficult, surely. Like, yeah. And you've got the issue then of if one pub's enforcing it, another pub's not enforcing it. Well, surely like, the guy won't be, they, won't they, be your regulars anymore. Yeah, so surely the the I suppose the the pubs operating and selling food essentially. I mean, they're going to be pissed off that you guys can open without having to serve food. So at the moment, there's a restriction that you must buy a meal for nine euro because seemingly that's yeah. a kind of protection of COVID nineteen. <laughs> so <laughs> you can buy a meal for nine euro. But then when you guys come along, surely then the, that restriction should be lifted from them, I imagine. They're going to argue that because why have they got a restriction and you don't? Absolutely, yeah. That's 100%. That should be uh, lifted for those pubs because, I mean, if like one rail for one, another for another, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, how, I mean, what steps have you taken in Grogan's Castle House, for example, in relation to, say, social distancing? Or is it even possible? Uh, we've removed, like, we've removed some of our tables. Uh, like we're going to be operating at a reduced capacity, there'll be a limited amount of stills. We've taken our stills away from the bar. Okay. Um, our outdoor seating area will, well, we assume we don't know because we don't have the guidelines that will only be serving people sitting at tables. Okay. Um, rather than like I don't know if, if you've seen Grogan's on a busy night, the street could be full. That won't be the case. Yeah. For as long as social distancing is uh, a necessity. Yeah. And um, do you think it? Do you going forward? I mean. That capacity restriction, how is that going to affect your turnover, percentage-wise, would you imagine? Quite significantly, probably. Like if, what, 40%, if 50%, depending on two metres and one metre, I suppose. Uh, 40%, yeah. 50%, what, what would it be? I'm not sure, to be honest. It's hard, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
early reports from pubs that are open now, it's kind of 40% seems to be the figure that yep. they're working at. But so if, if the go. government removed the subsidies and the wage subsidies, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? It'll be very hard to run a sustainable business, yeah, absolutely. So realistically, the only way that you can run a pub business, or a, because pubs rely on the busy nights. They, You know, unfortunately, they, yeah. you know, for a pub, you know, because I worked in the industry for so long, you, you'd have yeah. four nights where you're just tipping over. You might just make the wages if you're lucky. And then the other two nights, maybe a Friday, Saturday, and a bit of Sunday, you'll make a few quids. That would make you a little bit of profit and exactly, bring your turnover. Yeah, you get the hit. And that's yeah, there. so it's not like, I mean, country, as most people think, pubs are not making millions. Most pubs anyway, yeah. are not making millions. They're making a few quid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. the bottom line is you're not going to ever get back into that position unless this all ends, all this restrictions and... So Pretty the, much, yeah. And that, like, that's... That's, very, very that's kind of grim, isn't it? It's not like it's obviously not an ideal situation, but no. of course we're we're in the middle of a pandemic, and this is just is the world we're living in, and we've no problem adhering to the public health guidelines. And as we said yesterday in our Twitter statement, we said if the public health guidelines dictate that we can't open next Monday, that's all well and good. We just think it's extremely disheartening that an industry is being left in the lurch just six days out. Like even if we were told today that we could open next Monday and the guidelines were published. We wouldn't, like logistically, we would not be in a position to be able to open next Monday with regards to uh, training, like knowing what staff we're going to need, ordering stock, knowing what capacity we're going to be at. Currently, we don't know this, any of this. And so we've not been able to order stock. We've not been able to uh, figure out what sort of staff we're going to need, do up a road or that sort of thing. So it's just not viable for you to open unless you know these things. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we've taken the decision to push things back a week at least, permitting that the public health guidance that pubs can open on Monday. That must be very disappointing for you and for your staff who may have been looking forward. I suppose and many pubs have, have taken the same stance as you, by the way. You're not the only one now. Obviously, you were the first yeah. to the traps to say it, but there are other pubs now have taken the similar stance in relation to this. It must be very disheartening for you because you were kind of, I, I'm assuming, looking forward to opening, trying to get back into business again. And Absolutely, yeah. Like, it's really it's disappointing that... We got we got the date originally the tenth of August on around the eighth or ninth of May. It yep. was brought forward then at the start of June to the twentieth of July. And the fact that like it's so close now and we're still not no guidelines. Yeah, how I mean, we yeah. how we have to open and what we have to do is it's disheartening. I, I did see the guidelines for the pubs that were serving food was out about a week and a half before the pubs actually opened. They they set out a set of guidelines and they sent it around. Yeah. But even at that, that was that was, like, short that was notice. Tight enough yeah. as well. Well, look, you know? I, I know, but they did have a fair idea because it had been yeah, talked, yeah. talked about in the media. But there's been no mention whatsoever of the guidelines in relation. Apart, the only mention was on the Claire Byrne show when you had Joe Duffy and yeah. I don't know who it was uh, sitting two metres apart and that looked like the most miserable night out. It actually looked like a murder scene, to be honest with you. It looked like a, a night out in a pub that was yellow tape everywhere and, yeah. and barmen going around with welders masks on them. I, I think that was a little bit over the top. I can't imagine it that would be the scene, would it? No, I don't think that's going to be the reality of it. Having been in a couple of pubs that serve food since they opened, it doesn't seem that it's as... Like, people don't want to go out to a pub and experience a hospital-like environment. No. It's all about... It's a community culture, and there's a big... Like, the pub culture in Ireland is really about kind of people getting together and enjoying themselves. And obviously, that's going to be different, and it's going to be difficult to do with uh, the COVID-19 restrictions. Well, look, a pub is not a sanitary environment. Um, you know, and it's and if you're willing to go to a pub, the same way as we talked about schools last week, there's no way of making something 100% safe. And that, that, by the way, goes for every virus, not just COVID-19. 
you know, because people yeah. are touching surfaces and people do have coughs, colds, flus, uh, COVID-19 or whatever it happens to be, or other viruses probably too. So that's just a risk you take as a human being. And what you're basically saying is we can't make it completely safe, but we can do our best. We, we can, that's exactly it. Like we can train our staff, we can do absolutely everything that we possibly can but at the same time personal responsibility is a big matter yeah. in the issue and your own consent your consent to go somewhere where you be, where you know there's a small yeah, risk people people want to go somewhere where they, they're going to feel safe yeah okay alright listen best of luck and I hope you get that clarity before the weekend have you been on to the minister? <laughs> no or well the, the LVA I suppose I mean the, have they given you any clarity or guidance at all in relation to this? No, they, the LVA are in the same position as all the rest of us. Okay. We still don't know. Okay. That's a very difficult position to be in. Listen, thank you very much indeed. And I, and I hope <laughs> you open up with a nice big fanfare and I hope you get plenty of business, <laughs> Daniel. All right. Cheers, thank you very much. Uh, Daniel Smith from Grogan's Castle House. Uh, loads and loads of people are texting in, by the way, in relation to the pub. No, I wouldn't go to a pub even when it is open. Well, they are open at the moment. Some of them are. Not all of them. And I said it last week that it was pointless opening 40% of the pubs. Why didn't they just open them all? It was ridiculous. Because what happened was, as we saw two weeks ago, is everybody who wants to go to a pub are all going to the same places because the other ones aren't open. It was a silly thing to do. They should have just opened them all and that would have means you would have diluted the problem. But you know, there's no logical thinking in our government whatsoever. None whatsoever. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.